0: Once again, thank you so much for being part of our family. Shalom. Thank you, everybody online, for being patient. Uh, Thank you, everybody here. Uh, We were uh, trying to get the Spanish up and running for uh, those that wanted to have the Spanish slides and the translation. And I wanted to give time for everybody to get in here on time for the service. So thank you all for being patient. I want to welcome all of you online for joining us. Welcome everybody here. We're glad that you're able to be here for this awesome, wonderful um, Yom Kippur service, Day of Atonement. Uh, as Raffi always says, it's actually Day of Atonement, plural, because there's many things that are being atoned for uh, in the day that it's happening. Furnishings and whatnot are are being atoned for. So it is an, an amazing day. So we're glad you're here. Uh, give you an idea of what's going to happen. So. I would like to start the day off with um, Sister Pat and those whose heart moves upon you to bring, a, bring prayer. This is a day of prayer. This is a day of fasting. It's a day of, of meditating and contemplating our own lives, uh, what the Almighty has done for us over the last year, uh, the things that have been changed in us, and things we want to see changed in us in the year to come. And so if your heart moves upon you to offer a prayer, uh, that would be welcome. So whenever that is, we've finished with the prayer, we're going to have a time of talking about today. I'm going to share with you some things about this day and uh, what it's about, what's happened in in past, and uh, scriptures about the day of Yom Kippur. Um, And I want you to interject. If you have questions or comments, please feel free to interject and get involved. Uh, We're going to have some time about midway through the service to uh, reflect and also uh, just meditate and pray before we begin confessing the list of sins that we have uh, presented to go over as a community and a congregation together. So those are the things that we are going to do, and so welcome. Let me begin in prayer. Father, we thank you so much for this day. It is you, Most High, the Holy One of Israel, who has ordained this day. It's an appointment that you've made for us to appear before you today. And Father, if we appear before you in right manner, the way you've asked, then you will appear before us with the right decisions. And so we are thankful that you've declared to us the things that we're to do today, the things that please you, how important this day is. That a day is coming in the future that it will be the last Yom Kippur service. It will be the final service. That it will be a a finality of of human beings' fate on this earth. The Father that you have have been giving who knows how many thousands upon thousands upon ten thousands of services have happened since creation. That you have been preparing man for a final service. Uh, Yom Kippur service. You've been preparing them to be ready and to get their hearts right. That you are long-suffering. That you are uh, slow to anger. That you are patient and waiting for humanity to get their act together. So we're thankful that that's who you are. And so we glorify you and praise you for this opportunity today to meet you and come before you. It is your mercy. It is your grace. It's your compassion. It is your forgiveness your favor that we are seeking today and we trust in you you are a refuge in our high tower and father we come before you today in anticipation of a great outcome that you will find favor that you we will find your mercy and your grace your compassion your loving kindness your chesed so we give you thanks father we praise you that you have shown us the way of your kingdom that we get to participate with you in this awesome holy day So may you be magnified, and may you be glorified, and we thank you for your son, Yahushua, who died for us, that we would have life everlasting, that his life, his blood is intermingled with us, and his life is now part of us, that his very character has come into our being. So Father, may we walk that way, may we no longer trample upon that character that has been shared within us. We thank you for these things, in your son, Yahushua's name, amen. So... uh, Yes. Who brought a shofar? Would you come up? Come up here. If you brought a shofar, come on. Yeah, come on up with a shofar. Come on. Up for the shofar. Would you all stand? Okay, would you bring us into an awesome worship? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Thank you, Father, for the sound of the shofar. Thank you for bringing this service into order. We glorify and praise you in Yahushua's name. Amen. You may be seated. again oh yes I'm sorry would you please stand one more time we're going to say the Shema together Shema Israel Test to see if you remembered that, by the way. <laughs> All right, uh, Sister Pat, would you like to open us up with a prayer? We're, well, oh, we've already opened with prayer, but would you like to say a prayer? And I, what I would like us to do is say prayers over this community, the congregation, and, and I would also like to say over the restoration. Of the whole house of Israel, because part of this Yom Kippur service is bringing restoration. So I'm going to get a microphone. Dave, do you have a mic for her? Ralphie and Perry, you made it in time for the prayers. <laughs>
1: Father, we are so grateful for the privilege to come to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Lord, you are proven to be a loving father who cares about your children, and we are wonderful recipients of that. You're the one and holy almighty God worth praising all that time. I pray, Lord, that we might, as a people, hunger for hearing your voice and listening to you in communication with us and not just talking to you. I pray, Lord, in thanksgiving that you are a God who cares about the whole world, all the nations, and you expect us to care for them too. We ask, Lord, that you Continue to open our hearts and our eyes and our cares be concerned about What's happening all over the world and lift them in prayer and support them in any way that you show us how We thank you for restoration For the whole house of Israel to be redeemed. We thank you for the changes that have been so good in Israel Lord, they're still struggling, and we know your hand is on them, and we thank you for loving and caring for them. We pray for our own group here. We thank you that you give us a privilege to gather together in freedom, and we pray that we might recognize you have many purposes for us to be gathered together, learning from each other, challenging each other to... Be a greater student of the word and give our testimonies one to another. Again, we thank you for this day and this opportunity. May our hearts be open to hear what you have for us to learn and that we might be willing to participate as you give us opportunity. And we praise you in the name of Yeshua. Amen.
0: Perry and Ralphie lost where they went. Where are they at? Oh, so I, uh, I wanted to invite our leadership team to pray. And so if you'll get past the mic back, uh, if, if you'd like to. So we're just uh, praying for the community and the congregation of you and Ralphie and Mike would like to offer prayer. Please do so.
2: Heavenly Father Yehovah, we give you great thanks for this day, a time that you've called us together for us to, to look within ourselves, this and to correct those things within ourselves. Father, that you would even giving giving us this time to meditate. It is all about us and how we need to change within ourselves. And Father, empower us with your Spirit that you have poured out through yourself to us that we can be empowered to continually correct ourselves and our our beings before you and before all before all man Father, I thank you for this community of people that you've brought together. Father Continue to help us so we can become more in the image that you desire Help us to be the children that we desire to be as well Father, you're the one who provides and gives forth all things. And Father, we rely on your provision, not only for uh, the the simple things in life that you already know that we need, like everyone that's here on this planet, Father, but the but the other in depth things. You know how to heal within in us, very very deep. The things that cannot be healed except by your great hand father i thank you for again for all those here father the leadership that you have brought here i ask that you will watch over and guide us as we continue for, for uh, forward father then in all of our deeds that we do father thank you for the forgiveness that we find uh, here at this day in you and we thank you again for your love and your mercy that we find in your son yashua our messiah and our king amen amen
3: father we just come to you today and we thank you for all you have done for us we thank you for what you are doing on a continual basis in our lives Thank you for your mercy and your grace and your patience that you have with us. Thank you for the time that you allow for us to examine ourselves and to to work things out in our lives and with others, Father, for bringing this time of the year to really focus on making everything right with our brothers and, and friends and family. Father, I pray that you Continue to be with us and give us the strength we need in the days ahead That you would give us your wisdom your guidance You would teach us to walk in your ways closer than ever before that we would understand your ways and That you would continue just to Protect us and keep us from all harm father. I thank you for this community of people that you have brought together and I pray this prayer for everyone here As well as their families, and help us all to be the light you have called us to be and to know when to speak, when not to speak. Give us your wisdom on how to move forward. Father, we thank you in the name of your Son, Yeshua.
0: Amen.
4: Father, we, sorry, too loud. Father, we give you thanks on this Yom HaKibarim as we gather together father we're thankful we know that that you are almighty and gracious elohim who gives us life and father we know that anything we have is because of you father we know we don't deserve to be loved we deserve to be punished but because of the great work of our messiah yeshua who is our high priest father on this day they they sacrificed goats, one goat and send another goat free, but we have a great high priest, Father, that, that who gave his life for us, took the penalty that we deserve, Father, and we're so thankful that we could be here, Father, and worship you in spirit and truth, and Father, I pray that as we uh, continue through uh, our service today, Father, Father, you would help us just to uh, uh, bear our souls to you, Father. And Father, that we may uh, just see the things that, that need to change in our lives, Father, and uh, that you would, uh, Father, through your spirit, Father, help us to change those things, because we know that only through you can we change, only through you can we be new people, Father. We're so thankful for all the work, all the love and mercy you have shown to us, and even to, to this world Father, uh, may we uh, just be a light and a beacon to those, our friends and family and and to our uh, communities. Father, we thank you. We love you, and we pray all these things in Yeshua's name. Amen.
0: Does anybody have, I wanted to remind you that it's at the end of a fast whenever your body has been denied, when your body is, has uh, been withheld the things and you're at that point where um, you've just denied the things that your body wants and the prayers that comes that time to the Most High is very sweet. It's a very sweet time to be offering the fruit of the lips whenever you've held back giving the flesh what the flesh wants and now the spirit can just bring forth from the inner being of a person. So. It's a sweet time, not only just because of fast, but because of what this day is. So, if anybody wants to offer a prayer, uh, please, you're welcome to do so if you if your heart moves upon you to do it. Yeah. You, Kurt? Yeah. Mike's gonna get the mic.
5: Lord, Father, God, I come here before you with your children of your house to ask you for a beautiful, meaningful day of atonements. We are none of us are perfect, and we come here before you to repent, forgive, love one another, love everybody, because everything comes from you, and we all have to understand that everything comes from us when we came from you. Because, Lord, you are one Elohim. Please have mercy upon your people. Be gracious to us because it befits your faithfulness. Don't take away our Holy Spirit. Help our Holy Spirit within us grow so we become more and beautiful, loving humans that we are, that we came from you. Lord, Father, God, please protect your children, brighten our lives, give us more blessings. Whatever befits you, make we want to make your plan our plan, and you'll make our plan if it befits you your plan. Lord, Father, God, thank you for all your blessings within us today, on this day. In the name of the Messiah, amen. Kurt,
0: did you want to pray too? Yeah.
6: Father, I thank you so much in the awareness and the truth and enlightenment that you have brought me to this place with these people at this appointed time. I thank you so very, very much for your holy scriptures and your moadim so that we know how to live and that there is hope because we know that in the end you will make things right for those who love you and call upon your name. I am so heartily sorry for offenses and sins against man and you that I plead for your forgiveness and make Teshuvah and pray that you will find my name worthy to be written side by side with my wife's in the Lamb's Book of Life. Let us in the coming year be salt and light to others while there is still time. That they can understand the truth, Torah, and that it is not a heavy burden. We pray for the set apart ones around the world and for your Jerusalem, the nation and land of Israel, that things will not become so burdensome. The people will not lose hope and despair, and they will still be able to have shalom as we do as this world spirals into evil. I thank you so much for this congregation, the leaders here, and for all of those who stand upon your rock. And I thank you that we have an intercessor who will enable us to be found worthy. It's in his precious name that my wife and I pray in one accord, amen, be amen.
0: Amen and amen what a privilege it is for me to lead such a special wonderful group of people that are here part of living Messiah and those of you that are watching online a very sincere honor and privilege um, if there's no one else that wants to say a prayer oh well, who does oh Polly go ahead <laughs> I didn't I didn't see it
7: during these days of repentance the father has, Brought into clarity some things that I was searching in my heart and and longing for, and one of those pieces of clarity was uh, the, the second the word of not making a graven image of him, and the the clarity is was that he is a spirit, and we can only seek him and see him with our spirit. If we look at him through our flesh, we'll never completely find him. But if we search for him through our spirit and our spirit eyes, and we learn to look through our spirit and overcome the flesh, he will continue to reveal himself in a greater capacity to us. So that's my prayer that When he says, Worship me in spirit and truth, we will only find the truth when we look at him through our spirit. So, Abba, I come before you. I approach your throne room because you have allowed me to share in your name through the redemptive and atoning work through my Messiah. Thank you that when we repent of our sins, iniquities, and transgressions, and, Father, I acknowledge that my family has committed sins, iniquities, and transgressions, knowingly and unknowingly, willingly and unwillingly, and we confess those before you this day, that in your mercy and your grace and compassion, that me and my household, my community, that our names will be recorded in your everlasting book of life, Thank you, Father, for the gift of your Holy Spirit that you have poured out upon us. And I ask, Father, that you would continue to pour out the gift of your Spirit upon each and every individual and their families that are here today, that your Spirit would dwell mightily upon them and within them, that they would have the power of the Ruach HaKodesh at work in their life each and every day that their spiritual eyes would be open to you and your word, and that you would open up the, the in-depth understanding of who you are, what your character is, and what our responsibilities are in our relationship with you. Todah rabbi We give you great thanks for what you bared on our behalf. We are most grateful
0: this day. Amen. Amen. So, uh, this is Yom Kippur. I wanted to share, uh, I've done this in past uh, feasts of Yom Kippur and some of the others, only because I, I want you to know that what God declared in Genesis one fourteen is very special He said, the sun, the moon, and the stars declare the days, the years, the months, and the moeds, the feast dates. So how does the stars play into that? Well, the stars form little groups called constellations. And of course, the moon moves through those constellations. And the sun has uh, a, a day of equinox when the sun is, or the day is equal, 12 hours day and night. Happens two times a year. That begins the year in the, in the spring, and we're about to have another one. The fall equinox is in tomorrow, so we have another day of equinox. So when the sun sets here in a minute, it'll have a shadow up here on this wall. So anyhow, I wanted to show you, on Yom Kippur, the high priest is slaughtering a goat. And in all of the heavens, there's only one goat in the heavens. We call it Capricorn, but it's called the slain goat for the redeemed in biblical understanding. God made the heavens, right? And so I'm going to show you just, it's amazing that on today, the moon is in the goat. One goat in the heavens. And on today, when they're slaying the goat, they're looking up because they know where it's at. The priests the priest know the heavens. They know where the moon is every day. And so they know that this moon is in the goat when they're slaying the goat. Yesterday, it wasn't in the goat yet. Tomorrow, it'll be in Aquarius. But today, it's in the goat. I love it when God's given us things in the heavens that show us that what we're doing here is right on cue with what the heavens are declaring. So it's a wonderful, beautiful thing. I don't know about you, but I say this each year. This picture, it just it's, it's an amazing picture. It's an amazing thing to see that you are all going to see this someday. You're all going to witness this when your high priest, Yahushua, lays his hands on a goat. You're going to see it. And it's an awesome, amazing thing. So let me say this blessing. Praise are you, Yahuwah, our Elohim, ruler of the universe, who has granted us life and sustenance and has permitted us to reach this season in this day. Blessed are you, Yahuwah, who calls us to keep your feast. In Yahushua's name, amen. A lot of people praying for. Grace, praying for favor. And that's where we are today. Numbers five, six, through, numbers 5, 6 through 7 says, Speak to the sons of Israel. When a man or a woman commits any of the sins of mankind, acting unfaithfully against Yahuwah, and that person is guilty, then he shall confess his sins which he has committed. Note the plural personal pronoun used in the confession, implying that the sin. Of an individual is also born by the community confession is said in the plural because we are all responsible for one another so I told you that uh, I had been prompted by the Most High to show you who he is and his character in when he passed before and declared who he is his his attributes so we've done we did uh, Slow to anger and favor uh, already. And I told you that today we would do another one. So here's what we're going to show you today. Exodus 34, 7. He is the one who keeps loving kindness for thousands. He forgives iniquity, transgression, and sin. Yet he will by no means leave the guilty unpunished. I want you to note that the word keep here is the word nazar. And the meaning keep in the sense of maintain is indicated in our verse, where Yahweh is said to maintain covenant fidelity in love towards his faithful people. God is showing you in this attribute that he's going to maintain, he's going to make sure, he's going to keep covenant fidelity to you, in spite of our failure to keep it. Now, how many are glad that he is faithful to keep his part? So, this Natsar is to watch, to guard, to keep, a common to both ancient and modern Hebrew. This verb is found also in ancient Ugaritic. It occurs some 60 times in the Hebrew or the Tanakh, Nassar is found for the first time in the biblical text in our passage here that's up where it is the sense of keeping with faithfulness. He asks us to be faithful because he is faithful. This meaning is usually found when man is the subject, when man is keeping the covenant, keeping the Torah, and ten times keeping the rules of parents. Kids that are here, yes, keeping the rules of parents is very very important we're to maintain and keep that fidelity and covenant responsibility to him in covenant responsibility husbands and wives maintaining covenant responsibility to each other we're maintaining covenant responsibility to him but you know what we're also obligated to keep covenant responsibility to each other Covenant, that's why he says love one another. Because if I'm loving you, I'm keeping covenant responsibility, covenant fidelity to the brothers and sisters who are in the covenant. If I don't treat you that way, I'm treating him that way. Because you're his child. You're his kid. Very important. So this loving kindness that he says that he is, that he keeps, is the word chesed. Can everybody say chesed? you got a ch- 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 chesed. In the Septuagint, nearly always it's rendered eleos in the, in the Greek for mercy. And think of this. Could it be that whenever the New Testament writers were saying you're going to receive mercy from the Father, I've come to bring you mercy, he's talking about chesed, this loving kindness. So it is reflected in the New Testament, and modern translators, in contrast, generally prefer renditions close to the word grace. Oh, I want grace. But you know what? Grace and mercy is rooted in chesed, which is rooted in, as we see, keeping, which is rooted in covenant faithfulness. So, you can't have the mercy and grace and not understand that there's this keeping and covenant faithfulness that's attached to it. Because you wouldn't receive the mercy and grace if he wasn't keeping covenant faithfulness. Can I hear an amen? Amen. In general, one may identify three basic meanings of the word, which always interact strength, steadfastness, and love. That's why he says, all of the law is hinged around love. Any understanding of the word that fails to suggest all three inevitably loses some of its richness. So, people that just are saying grace and mercy, they're missing everything that's behind it. Love by itself easily becomes sentimentalized or universalized apart from the covenant Yet strength or steadfastness suggests only the fulfillment of a legal or other obligation. And we have legal obligations as covenant members, not only to Him, but to each other. So the word refers primarily to mutual and reciprocal rights and obligations between the parties of a relationship, especially Yahweh in Israel. But chesed. Is not only a matter of obligation, it is also of generosity. It is not only a matter of loyalty, but also of mercy. And that is who your Most High is. That is who He is. And that's what He wants His children to be. Those characteristics coming out from within their hearts. Because His life has been mingled with ours. And that's who we need to be. Okay. The weaker party seeks the protection and blessing of the patron and the protector. That's who we're, we're seeking, his protection and his blessings. But he may not lay absolute claim to it. The stronger party remains committed to his promise, but retains his freedom, especially with regard to the manner in which he will implement those promises. Chesed implies personal involvement and commitment in a relationship between the rule of law. Commitment. Obligations. Marital love is often related to chesed. Marriage certainly is a legal matter, and there are legal sanctions for infractions. Yet the relationship, if sound, far transcends mere legalities. The prophet Hosea applies the analogy to Yahuwah's chesed to Israel within the covenant. Hence, devotion is sometimes the single English word best capable of capturing the nuance of the original. Devotion, Chesed. The RSV attempts to bring this out by its translation, steadfast love. Hebrew writers often underscore the element of steadfastness or strength by pairing Chesed with truth, Emet, reliability, and Emuna, faithfulness. These are the characteristics of your Elohim, and what He asks you to walk out and display in your life. Okay. If you have questions or comments, please raise your hand. The microphone will make its way to you. So, he goes on to say that he forgives iniquity. I put that for today because this is what we're hoping for, the forgiveness of iniquity. Now, the Septuagint says, taking away acts of lawlessness and of injustice and sins. I like that it uses lawlessness, because iniquity is lawlessness. We're hoping that God takes away the lawlessness that we have displayed, because let's face it, if we've done something that's out of his character and nature, we've become lawless, because we didn't, we didn't display the character the way that it should. Because that's not what the law says to do, right? So let's look at the word nasa, which is our word forgive. And nassah is a common verbal form occurring 650 times, a variety of meanings centering around concepts of to bear, to lift up, to carry. We all hope that he carries and lifts up and bears our waywardness, our sins and iniquities and transgressions. But Nasa is also found 11 times with the derived sense of to forgive. Literal requests for forgiveness from other persons are recorded in Genesis 50, verse 17 and Exodus 10. Pleas to God for forgiveness are found in Exodus and in Numbers, 1 Samuel, and in Psalms. Interestingly, Psalm 25:18. Interesting, I'm sorry. Interestingly, Isaiah 2:9 contains a plea to Elohim not to forgive, issued in the context of the anticipation of the final day of Yahweh's judgment on all of Yahweh's enemies, including those who were apostate. Nassau also refers to the phenomenon of intercession, where the high priest Aaron is said to bear the names of the tribes of Israel on his shoulders before Yahweh, and also to bear their guilt when he appears before God in the Holy of Holies. Nassau has both a literal and a theological force here, since the very garments worn by the high priest represent the people of Israel before Yahweh. Aaron literally carries the people of Israel into God's presence through his ceremonial clothing and there Elohim accepts the priestly offering for the people as a whole that they might attain or again be made acceptable in his sight So just like Aaron is bearing and carrying them, who do you think is bearing and caring for you in the heavenly place? hallelujah to know that he's there today, doing that for us today. He's there carrying it in his garments, you and I today, before the throne. What an awesome thing. Elsewhere, Nassau clearly indicates the idea of bearing the people's guilt in the sense of making atonement on their behalf. For example, Leviticus 16 refers to the scapegoat in the Day of Atonement ceremony, bearing the iniquities of the nation. Similarly, Leviticus 10 refers to the effect of the sin offering in making atonement or bearing the guilt of the community. The vocation of the suffering servant also involves a substitutionary atonement on behalf of the people to whom he is sent to minister by Elohim. In Isaiah 53, the words, Surely he has borne our grief, and he bore the sins of many, leave the reader in no doubt as to the important or the import of his actions. So in Exodus 28, 29, he says, And Aaron shall bear the names of the sons of Israel on the breastplate of the right ruling over his heart when he goes into the set-apart place for atonement before Yahuwah continually. So if Aaron is doing that, and that's a copy of above, what do you think Mashiach, Yahushua, your Messiah, is doing on this day? what we hope and pray he is doing, that we have forgiveness. I love this picture. But into the second tabernacle went the high priest alone, once, every year, not without, we, we've got to remember, it's, we should not say blood, because it's what's in the blood. He, it's not without the life which he offered for himself and for the heirs of the people. But Messiah, being come a high priest of good things to come, by his own life, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Is it all working out there? It's good? Okay. Leviticus 23, 26. Yahuwah spoke to Moshe, saying, on exactly the tenth day of the seventh month, when the goat Oh, the moon is in the goat. No, I added that. (laughs) On the day of atonement, it shall be a holy convocation for you, and you shall humble your souls and present an offering of fire to Yahuwah. You shall not do any work on this same day, for it is a day of atonement to make atonement on your behalf before Yahuwah your Elohe. If there is any person who will not humble himself on this same day, he shall be cut off from his people. As for any person who does any work on this same day, that person I will destroy from among his people. You shall do no work at all. It is to be a perpetual... How long is perpetual? A forever statute throughout your generations and all your dwelling places. It is to be a Sabbath of complete rest to you, and you shall humble your souls on the ninth of the month that evening, From evening until evening, you shall keep your Shabbat. Pretty clear, isn't it? Leviticus 16, 29 says, This shall be a permanent statute for you. In the seventh month, on the tenth day of the month, you shall humble your souls and do no work, whether the native or the alien. People say, well, I'm not Jewish, so I'm not, you know let me just tell you something this says if you're not native and you're an alien you've accepted Yeshua as your Messiah guess what you're a native verse seventeen, eleven says for the life of the flesh is in the blood and I have given it to you on the altar to make atonement for your souls for it is the blood by reason of the life that makes atonement it's the life And the Israelites knew it's not the blood. The blood was just the carrier. The blood was the physical thing. What they understood was that was representing the life. It's the life. And so when Yeshua said this blood, this wine represents my blood, he was saying it represents my life. And when you drink this life and that life comes into your inner being, my life mingles with yours and we become intermingled as one. It's awesome. The apostles understood that. We didn't. So what does the word say about the day of atonement? It's a life for a life. Blood, life, atonement. One dies, one is set free. Here's Yeshua, here's Barabbas. One is set free and one dies. It had to be that way because that's the way it goes. One is set free and one dies. And that whole thing pictures Perfectly, what happens on the cleansing of the leper. It's all about this. God, God doesn't miss a single thing. It's all done legally. It's all about Yeshua. National atonement, Yom Kippur versus national redemption at Passover. Love it. John 11:49 49 says, But one of them, Caiaphas, who was high priest that year, said to them, You know nothing at all Nor do you take into account that it is expedient for you that one man die for the people, and that the whole nation not perish. Now he did not say this on his own initiative, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Yahushua was going to die for the nation, and not for the nation only, but in order that he might also gather together into one the children of Israel, who is scattered all over the world. He had to die that he could bring all of us here into the family. And that, I mean, here's Caiaphas prophesying about you all coming into the family 2,000 years later. And that's amazing to me. Love it. So, Kafar means make atonement, make reconciliation, purge. Uh, You have these other derivative names. Ransom, gift, secure favor. Kippur, uh, atonement. Used especially in the expression of the day of atonement. Kippurah, place of atonement, which is the mercy seat. And some of the roots, they're used 150 times. Much has been discussed. There is an equivalent Arabic root meaning to cover or conceal. Also, ransom is noted. It means to atone by offering a substitute. So whenever Yeshua ransomed you, He became the substitute for you. You were ransomed because he was your substitute. Everybody get that. Amen. So we're talking about unclean and clean and holy here. We're being transferred from the unclean state and the defiled state, sinful state, to the state of holiness and cleanliness. So we draw near. This day is about drawing near to God. The high priest would atone on the mercy seat for all Israel, purging all of their defilement. I'm even glad that your defilement gets wiped away. Amen? The people wait and fast for the outcome. Praying. The scapegoat would be sent away. And so this is a Shabbat, Shabbaton, a high Sabbath abstaining from all work to focus on praying and fasting. That's why we did praying Offering prayers at first is, is what we do. The joy is coming. But today has its moment. Today has its meaning. The fast. Acts 27.9 When considerable time had passed and the voyage was now dangerous, since even the fast was already over. So when they're talking about the fast, they're talking about this day. Paul began to admonish them and said to them, "Men, I perceive that the voyage will certainly be with damage and great loss, not only of the cargo and the ship, but our very lives. So the Day of Atonement in September or October was a dangerous time of year for navigation. They knew this all over the land. This is people that, that navigate in ships. This is something they knew. This is what happens. And here's what's happening on the Day of... It's the Day of the... This is the fast is over. The Day of Atonement is over. And they're having this perilous voyage when they know that this time of the year, this is what happens. Very interesting. Never forget Acts 27, talking about Yom Kippur. All the, that stuff's done away with. They didn't do that stuff. Yeah, they did. It's right here. They're keeping Yom Kippur. The first atonement. Exodus thirty-two thirty, And I would say the first atonement after they've been brought to Sinai. On the next day, Moshe said to the people, you yourselves have committed a great sin. And now I'm going up to Yahuwah. Perhaps I can make atonement for your sin. Now, I said the other day, uh, the last Shabbat or two, I said that Moses goes up here 40 days out from Yom Kippur. So sometime in the last, if, if if we were back in the day, it would have been sometime in the last 40 days. Obviously, in those 40 days... There's an inscribing going on on the new set of tablets. And so I was just theorizing, wouldn't it be cool if the writing of it was happening on Yom Teruah? The shouting and the blast. Ten days ago. Don't know for sure, but since God does everything on feast dates, it would make sense. Yes, hand back in the back. Anybody have a mic? That they can? Mike has the mic.
5: Just from my study in that, that's why it's the ten days of awe, one for every commandment yeah. out of the Ten Commandments.
0: Yeah. So a writing takes place, and then there's this ten days. They're waiting for this day to be forgiven. They've committed a great sin. So I like it. I, I'm i going to hold to it. I'm with you. <laughs> okay. By the way, the highlighted word "sin" is the Hebrew word kata, and it literally means "sinners," meaning habitual sinners that just sinning is a part of life. <laughs> Kafir means cover. It's the root for Kippur. So 40 days of repentance ends. The day is known as face to face. Now I got to tell you, to know that this day is coming face to face with the Most High, That's, how many of you have been, how many of you have gone to a job and you've had to be face-to-face in interviews and there was multiple people, not just one in the interview? Intimidating, isn't it? Imagine you're going to appear face-to-face before the Most High. remember, we're talking about the Day of Judgment, the final, when when the, the real, the end one comes and names are going to be determined to be written in the book of life or not, and people are going to be exiled into the lake of fire. At this day, they're standing face to face with the judge almighty. And you talk about intimidating. Realizing the weight and the gravity that your life is literally, you're you're literally standing on a two by four over a chasm. And you're praying that you've got the balance to make it. That's the weight of today. That's the weight of what this day means, yes. So, um,
8: keeping in mind what Bradley just said about the 10 days of awe, mm-hmm. representing the 10 commandments, which is just an interesting thought. And then I see this slide, it says the book is closed, the temple doors shut. <laughs> For some reason that brought to mind the parable of the 10 virgins. There's 10 virgins and then they're waiting and waiting for the bridegroom, ten wise, you know, not ten wise, five wise, five foolish, because so some brought some, the, enough oil and the others did not, and then when the bridegroom finally comes, the five who were wise were accepted in because they were ready, they were awake, they were prepared, and the others, they, they went in, it's like, go, you know, I don't know you, so they, they closed the door.
0: They could have grabbed that book at any time they wanted, They could have grabbed that book and put their face in front of this. Put their face in front of that word and repented and asked and pleaded for forgiveness. It's there. They could do that. But a lot of the world is not going to do it, but they're going to come face to face with that word of God in a real sense. And it's not going to be pretty. But yes, I I agree with what both of you are presenting that you have this 10 days, the 10 commandments. People could get their face in front of God. They could see what God has asked for them. And that's what we've been doing as a community. Hallelujah. May all heaven rejoice that there are people doing what he's asked them to do. So the book is closed on this day. The temple doors are shut. Now they say that these temple doors in the first and second temple, and of course the Ezekiel temple is even bigger. So I can't imagine how big the Ezekiel temple doors are going to be. Actually I can. I've got a program that has shown me what it is. But anyway, they're humongous doors. I mean, like the, the height of this ceiling here, just big. Probably the width of that whole glass area there. And can you imagine the sound of that coming closed? Several men have to push it. It's heavy. And so the sound of that coming closed is a very final finality to it, right? Wow. I hope to paint that picture so you can get that in your mind. So the blood, or let's say the life, The token of the renewed covenant gives eternal life. It brings redemption. It makes atonement. It justifies us before Elohim. It gives forgiveness. It provides reconciliation. It provides cleansing. It enables us to become overcomers. And we were purchased with it. The life. The life. So blood or the life ratifies or renews The blood of sacrifices was caught by the priest in a basin and then sprinkled seven times on the altar. At the giving of the Torah, the blood of the sacrifice was sprinkled on the people as well as on the altar. And thus the people were consecrated to God or entered into covenant with them, hence the blood of the covenant. Here's why that's significant. The sprinkling of the blood on them is the mingling of the life of the one who shed with the people. So this is why I'm saying, when Christ said, this is my life, it's the mingling of his life with us. This is so important for us. We have him within us. What does it say about him, uh, uh, Emmanuel? It's not just him dwelling with us, it's him dwelling in you. In you. That's Emmanuel. So another concept of sin in the Tanakh is a breach of the covenant. God made a covenant with the nation of Israel. They were bound by this covenant as a people. Each year on the Day of Atonement, the nation went through a covenant renewal. What is today? Covenant renewal. When the high priest consecrated the people by sprinkling them with the blood of the atoning sacrifice, they renewed their vows to Yahuwah to be a covenant-keeping, what did I say about that word, uh, loving kindness? Faithful people. Any breach of this covenant was viewed as sin. This is why Polly was saying the other day, we've learned something new about Passover. We don't want just anybody to come and eat at the Passover. We realize this could be very, very heavy because if they're not willing to enter into the terms of the contract and they go out tomorrow, the next day, and violate it, consequences are coming to them. It would be better if they do not eat of it and just observe as as an observer. Because if they partake of it, and take that blood, and eat that, that uh, bread, they are entering into covenant. And there's responsibilities, obligations. And so none of us should allow people that's not willing to do that to partake of the Pes- Pesach meal. It shouldn't be allowed, in my opinion. Yes?
5: And the seven sprinkles are for the sevenfold spirit of the Ruach.
0: Amen. Amen but we need a different high priest than the earthly one, don't we? Job 9, 30-33. If I should wash myself with snow and cleanse my hands with lye, yet you would plunge me into the pit and my own clothes would abhor me. For he is not a man that, as I am that I might answer him, that we might go to court together. There is no umpire between us, who may lay his hand upon us both. Oh, but there is. But there is. First Samuel 2.22, Now Eli was very old, and he heard all that his sons were doing to all Israel, and how they lay with the women who served at the doorway of the tent of meeting. He said to them, Why do you do these things, the evil things that I hear from all the people? No, my sons, for this report is not good, which I hear Yahuwah's people circulating. If one man sins against another, Elohim will mediate for him. But if a man sins against Yahuwah, who can intercede for him? Let me hear the name. Yahushua, amen, hallelujah. We need a different high priest, and we have one. 1 Timothy 2.3 says, This is a good and acceptable in the sight of Elohim our Savior. Who desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one Elohim and one mediator. Also between Elohim and men. Remember they were talking about who will mediate. He's saying here he knows who the mediator is now. The mediator is the risen one. The Messiah. The Prince of Peace. El Gabor. Sar Shalom. Pelo Etz. It is he who is risen and is now taking his place. Yes.
8: Sorry, I just want to backtrack to what you said a, a little while ago about Passover and not letting those who are not in covenant. And you mentioned that it was your opinion, but I want to encourage you, Brother Mark, that is not your opinion. Um, in 1 Corinthians 11, it says, in, starting verse 27, therefore, whoever eats his bread or drinks his cup in the Lord in an unworthy manner <laughs> shall be guilty of the uh, body and the blood of the Lord. And then it, it continues. So it's not your
0: opinion. So we in in past I used to look at that and say, well, they need to just repent. But no, no. It's not about just repentance. It's about repentance and entering into the covenant, taking the yoke upon you. That's what it's about. And so now I realize this scripture is adding weight to it that if they're not willing to do that, they should not partake of the meal. It's real simple. It this meal is for covenant-keeping people who have agreed to enter into a relationship that's intermingled life with life and that the life of the other has come into me and changed me. That's what it's about. So atonement brought. Forgiveness is at a great cost. Galatians 3.13 says, Messiah redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. But Elohim will redeem my soul from the power of the grave for he will receive me, Salah. Hebrews ten four says, for it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away death, which is correct. The normal sacrificial offerings of bulls and goats could not take away the death sentence, it took away sin, but not the death sentence, the penalty. Yes?
5: I'd just like to add on to that one where Psalms 51, I'm mm, sorry. Uh, 16 we start off but it says save me from blood guilt O oh God God <laughs> my deliverer that I may sing forth your benefits oh Lord open my lips and let my mouth declare your praise you do not want me to bring sacrifices you do not desire burnt offerings true sacrifice to God is a contrite spirit amen God, you will not despise a contrite and crushed heart
0: amen hallelujah amen. praise be to his name so I'm going to read you James 1 15 which says then When lust has conceived, it gives birth to sin. It should be in your notes down there on the bottom. Maybe you can't see it. And when sin is accomplished, it brings forth death. Now therefore, please forgive my sin only this once, and make supplication to Yahweh your Elohim, that He would only remove this death from me. Removing the death, the curse. We had a curse We had death, and we needed a redeemer. We needed a mediator. We needed somebody who could remedy the situation. And he came in flesh, and he died upon a tree that we would have the curse taken away, and then we would have the death sentence removed from us that we could now enter into a renewed covenant with him that is everlasting. Wow. Praise be to his name. Leviticus 16 says, The high priest sprinkles the blood on the mercy seat. Isaiah 63, 1-4, says the high priest comes with his garment stained. Let us read Isaiah 63, 1-4. Does anybody have it and would like to read it? Isaiah 63, 1-4. Okay, microphone right here, he's ready to read it.
5: Who is coming from Adam, in crimson garments with barzah, brazrah? Who is this, majestic in attire, Pressing forward in his great might, it is I who contend victoriously, powerful to give triumph. Sorry. Why is your clothing so red, your garments like his who threads grapes? I trod out a vintage alone of the people. No man was with me. I trod them down in anger, trampled them in my rage. Their life blood bespattered my garments, and all my clothing was stained. For I have planned a day of vengeance, and my year of redemption arrived. Then wow. I looked, but there was none to help. Wow. I stared, but there was none to aid. So my own arm wrought the triumph, and my own rage was my aid. I trampled peoples in my anger. I made them drunk with my rage. I hurled them, their glory to the ground. I recount the kind acts of the Lord, the praises of the Lord for all that the Lord has wrought for us, the wrath bounty of the house of Israel that he bestowed upon them. According to his mercy and his great kindness, he thought, surely they are my people, children who will not play false. So he was their deliverer. In all their troubles, he was troubled. And the angel of his presence delivered them. In his love and pity, he himself redeemed them. Raised them and exalted them, all the days of old.
0: Amen. Thank you. So I used to look at this passage, and I'm I'm hunting for Basra on the map, going through all dictionaries, finding Basra, and it's pointing this place over there by Petra. How many of you know where Petra is, right? So over in uh, uh, the the southern Jordan, and uh, Ward brings my to my attention that this Basra is up there where. Yeshua stands and says upon this rock I'm going to build my assembly where he's going to come against the evil the the uh, the, the the works of the adversary from this place Basra is this real close to this area where they, the fallen angels came down on Mount Hermon and so I see now what's happening that Yeshua is going to the place where sin and iniquity and all the rebellion and all this thing from the enemy has perpetrated perpetuated, and he's going to destroy it. It's the day of vengeance against his number one enemy right here. And he's coming to, to, to bring severe punishment and vengeance on them, so much so that his garments are stained with the battle. And he's now showing you that I have defeated your enemy. I have laid him down. I have defeated your enemy, and I am the victor of the battle. Wow, that's awesome that's awesome. Praise be to his name. So Genesis 49, 11 says, he ties his fold to the vine, and his donkey's colt to the choice vine. He washes his garments in wine, and his robes in the blood of grapes. If he's washing his garments in wine, and wine represents the life, it sounds to me like he's washing his garments in the life of the enemy. <laughs> woo Loving it. Yes.
3: So I just wanted to say that it's quite amazing because, you know, according to the Blood Covenant book, I mean, this is an avenger of blood. This is a redeemer. This is somebody who is restoring life for life and making that balance again.
0: Amen. How many of you are glad balance is coming? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Revelation 7, 14 says, I said to him, My master, you know. He said to me, These are the ones who come out of the great tribulation, and they have washed their robes and made them white in the life of the Lamb. Now, Yeshua says that he is what? His name is what? It's going to be written on his... What is it? The Word? The Word of God? Yes, he's the Word of God. John says he's the Word made flesh. Right, And it's it's coming back, written on his side, the word of God. So if he's the word, if he's the Torah, if he's everything that God spoke, he is the one, the holy one, that's coming as the word made flesh who has brought redemption and salvation for all humanity that are willing to come into covenant and admit their guilt. God just wants you, you know, Gary mentioned this to me a long time ago, God wants us to admit our guilt. How many of you be honest to say that you've sometimes in your life, and I'm talking about the whole span of your life, you've found it maybe difficult once or twice in your life to admit your guilt? <laughs> Sorry, you can push it up. Revelation 8. I find this awesome. The angel with a censer at the golden altar. Another angel comes and stands at the altar holding a golden censer. This is in heaven. People say, well, that stuff, it's not done anymore. We don't, that Old Testament stuff isn't done anymore. But here in Revelation, they're still doing it. It's real to them. We got the angel up there. He's doing all that stuff that they were doing in the Old Testament. It's real to heaven. And if it's real to heaven and the Most High... It should be real to us. And he has much incense given to him so that he might add to it the prayers of all the saints on the golden altar, which is before the throne in heaven. Not the one here, the one in heaven. Yes?
5: So would that like correlate to when Isaiah went up to heaven after King Uzziah died? And he asked for, when he saw the angels and how holy they were, and Isaiah said, well, I'm nothing like them. Like, my lips are unclean, the people I'm around they are unclean. And then the angel, God said, he cleaned them with the stone of fire. The angel picked it up, not with his hand, because the the God, the seraphim, right? And when he did that, and God told him, who's gonna go deliver the message? And Isaiah said, me.
0: By the way, good word. Yes, thank you. So again, it's happening in heaven, isn't it? So my question to you is, in heaven, there's blood being sprinkled on this altar, and there's coals that have come from an altar. And that coal that the angel grabs doesn't come from just what sacrifice do you think that coal came from. And where are those coals coming from in heaven, and where's that blood coming from? Hallelujah. The one that counts, right? the one that takes death away, the one that removes everything, the one that reconciles everything. Yes, hallelujah. Hebrews ten eleven says, Every priest stands daily ministering and offering time and time the same sacrifice, which can never take away punishment. The word sin here is this word punishment, which is the death sentence. But he, having offered one sacrifice for punishment for all time, sat down at the right hand of Elohim, waiting from that time onward until his enemies "...were made a footstool for his feet. For by one offering he has perfected for all time those who are sanctified. And the Holy Spirit also testifies to us. For after saying, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says Yahuwah, I will put my Torah upon their heart, and on their mind I will write them. He then says, and their sin or punishment and their lawless deeds I will not remember anymore." Now, I don't know about you, but I for sure don't want any of my past remembered ever again. I don't want my laundry dragged out through the whole community of Israel before everybody to see everything that I've done. Could there be is there one hand in here that doesn't mind their stuff being dragged before everyone? Is there anyone that would wouldn't mind it? Hallelujah, we're on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> So praise the Almighty for the remission of our sins and the blotting out of our iniquity and our transgressions. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Can I get an amen? Amen. So he has prepared the sacrificial system as a method of restoring and purifying man's moral and spiritual life. But if we will bring our entire self into his service, we talked about service uh, on Shabbat, we will connect with our true purpose, the strengthening of our spiritual nature through the denial of our animal urges. Now, I don't know, maybe none of you have any of those animal urges. Maybe that carnal stuff doesn't uh, ever exist in any of your hearts and minds. Therefore, we give satisfaction to our Creator. The pleasing aroma of the sacrifices is the product of this Purification. So, I would like to play some songs for you. And I want to take a few moments for you to have inter-reflection. I want you to ponder on your life. I want you to ponder on what you've done over the last year. I want you to think about what you would like to be sure you do in the year coming forward. I want you to think about the things you've learned about your relationship with him. The things you've learned about that blood is the life, and that his life has mingled and intertwined with your life. And if that because that's so, that should change everything to know that his life is in me. That I am, we are one. Just like the husband and wife, or ichad one, he is mingled with me, that I am one with him. I want to play a couple of songs for you, and I want you to take some time to just meditate and pray and come before the Almighty. I want to make sure that I'm connected here before I start. Everyone online, please do the same thing. Hallelujah. i oh. Why should we not fear? (laughs) That's right. The fear is not having your sins atoned for and covered. But praise be to the Most High. He has promised. He has made a promise that if we approach Him with the hearts of repentance and we accept His offering, that we're assured the atonement. If we have heartfelt repentance... He's not talking about what you may mistakenly do a month from now. He's talking about right now at the moment of repentance. Your heart is right. And we talk about the Passover being for covenant members. What do you think the Day of Atonement is for? Covenant members. Who else would know about it but people that understand the covenant and have read Leviticus 23. So he's telling his covenant people, fear not. I've sent redemption. I'm going to blot out your iniquity, sin, and transgression. The blood has been shed. The life the life that no other life could do, the, 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 the remission that no other life could do, the life of animals, goats, they couldn't do it. But there is a life that was laid that was able to bring 100% total restitution, 100% total uh, uh, salvation, 100% total removal of all of your guilt, Punishment, transgression, sin, and iniquity. Only one. Only one life. The world was sought over for one. And that's why in Revelation it says the, the book is presented. They're all looking, who, 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 who can do it? Who can do it? The light shines on the back of the room and one's coming forward and it's the Lamb. He can open the book. He has the right. Hallelujah. Praise be to His name. So we are going to say, we're going to renounce some sins before I do. The high priest would stay up all night on Erev Yom Kippurim, which would have been last night. He leaves his family for seven days in advance. And he would pray, I beseech you, Yahuwah, I have sinned, rebelled, and transgressed against you, I and my household. I beseech you, O Yahuwah, grant atonement for the sins and for the iniquities and the transgressions which I have committed against you. I and my household, as it is written in the Torah of your servant Moses, for on this day atonement shall be made for you. Might be made, shall be made for you. To purify you from all your sins before Yahuwah, you shall be purified. Fear not, you shall be purified. So the high priest would say, blessed be the name of his glorious kingdom forever and ever. The name of Yahweh was pronounced on this day, so let us now as one boldly call out to Elohim for his forgiveness of our past errors. We're going to say these together, and I, did I do it in Spanish? Okay. Okay. So we're going to do this together. And uh, all the way through, and there's about three slides of them. Uh, you, if you're like me, you'll realize, oh my goodness, I never, I never thought about that that I did. Some of these are going to come to your memory that you did things you'd forgot about, and that's what this day is about—not leaving anything untouched. So let us go together, for the sin which we have committed before you under duress or willingly, and for the sin which we have committed before you by hard-heartedness. For the sin which we have committed before you inadvertently and for the sin which we have committed before you with an utterance of the lips for the sin which we have committed before you with immorality and for the sin which we have committed before you openly or secretly for the sin which we have committed before you with knowledge and with deceit and for the sin which we have committed before you through speech for the sin which we have committed before you by deceiving a fellow man and for the sin which we have committed before you By improper thoughts, for the sin which we have committed before you by a gathering of lewdness, and for the sin which we have committed before you by verbal insincere confession, and for the sin which we have committed before you by disrespect for parents and teachers, and for the sin which we have committed before you intentionally or unintentionally, and for the sin which we have committed before you by using coercion, and for the sin which we have committed before you by desecrating the divine name. And for the sin which we committed before you by impurity of speech, and for the sin which we committed before you by foolish talk, and for the sin which we committed before you with the evil inclination, and for the sin which we committed before you knowingly or unknowingly, for all these, Elohim of pardon, pardon us, forgive us, atone for us. For the sin which we committed before you by false denial and lying and for the sin which were committed before you by a bribe-taking or a bribe-giving hand. For the sin which were committed before you by scoffing, and for the sin which you committed before you by evil talk about another. For the sin which you committed before you in business dealings, and for the sin which you committed before you by eating and drinking. For the sin which you committed before you by taking or giving interest and by usury, and for the sin which you committed before you by haughty demeanor. For the sin which you committed before you by the prattle of our lips, and for the sin which you committed before you by a glance of the eye, for the sin which you committed before you with proud looks, and for the sin which you committed before you with impudence. For all these, Elohim of pardon, pardon us, forgive us, atone for us. For the sin which we committed before you by casting off the yoke of heaven, and for the sin which you committed before you in passing judgment. For the sin which you committed before you by scheming against a fellow man, and for the sin which you committed before you by begrudging eye. For the sin which you committed before you by frivolity, and for the sin which you committed before you by obduracy. For the sin which you committed before you by running to do evil, and for the sin which you committed before you by talebearing. For the sin which you committed before you by swearing in vain. And for the sin which you committed before you by causeless hatred, and for the sin which you committed before you by embezzlement, and for the sin which you committed before you by a confused heart, and for the sin which you committed before you by adultery, and for the sin which you committed before you by fornication, and for the sin which you committed before you by not taking care of the poor, widow, fatherless, and hungry. Those transgressions of which we are aware and those which we are not aware. Those of which we are aware, we have already declared them before you and confessed them to you. And those which we are not aware before you, they are revealed and known as it is stated. The hidden things belong to Yahuwah our Elohim, but the revealed things are for us and for our children forever, that we may carry out all the words of this Torah. For you are the partner of Israel and the forgiver of the tribes of Yesherun in every generation. And aside from you, there is no other who forgives and pardons. For all these, Elohim of pardon, pardon us, forgive us, atone for us. Amen and amen. Wow. What an amazing thing. So the saying at the end and close of services, Gamar, Hatima Tova. May you be sealed in the book of life. Atonement has been made. Now Elohim says he wants to gather and tabernacle with you and camp with you at Sukkot. (laughs) Amazing grace has been given and a new beginning. God wants righteousness now to reign in your members. Hallelujah and hallelujah. So we get to do it all over again. We get a a new year, right? We get a new year to be better at walking out the things that God asks us. And I want to say this to you, may it be a better year of taking care of one another. Watching our lips with one another, loving one another, caring for those that need the care, the orphan, the widow, the poor, taking care of this community, because this is what it's about. Until your Messiah comes, this is what he's watching. How well are we taking care of this? How well are we taking care of this this covenant relationship among us? As I said before, it's an honor and a privilege to serve and lead to such a beautiful, wonderful group of people online and here. Your hearts, your love that I see, your worship that I see is amazing, and we are blessed to have such a wonderful community. So Father, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you for this opportunity to come before you and make things right. I thank you that you are merciful and gracious, that you are forgiving, that you keep covenant that you're the God, that is your, your promises, you keep for eternity, forever and ever. It doesn't stop. As the song says, uh, even though I don't see it, you're still working. If I don't feel it, you're still working because you're the way maker. I thank you, Father, for your loving kindness. I thank you that you are, you're, you're, the adjective of you of chesed, it is who you are all the time. Even though we may have chesed at moments or at times, You are that way always, and we give thanks to you. We praise you that your attributes never stop, even though we fail and we we ours stop, yours do not. And we are thankful that you are that covenant-keeping, loving Father. Thank you for making atonement for us today in this community. For those online, thank you for this service that we can come before you and renounce everything and have a clean slate. We praise you and glorify you in Yeshua's name. Amen and amen. All right. Polly, do you have some uh, the I know we're gonna have some food uh, let me say a blessing over the yes okay this would be a good time to do that announcement announcement
3: this is for the sick coat uh, there's going to be a um Bible Sword Drill. I don't know if anyone has done that. I have done that growing up. It's called Bible Sword Drill. Okay. And what we used to do when I was growing up is we would hold our Bibles up, and someone would call out a scripture in the first button. Who can get to that scripture would jump up and read it. And so we thought it would be fun to have that at Sukkot. So, I'm asking for everyone to bring their Bible because I think just by scrolling in the electronics would not be fair.
0: <laughs> okay.
3: I think it'd be more fun if we had our Bibles and we could do that. And if people aren't, if some are unable you know, to jump up, we can raise our hands. We that's can a ad- good
0: idea. You know, we show up with 28 shofars on Yom, on Yom Teruah. Why not show up with a lot of Bibles at Sukkot? the word tabernacling among us in print and written form. Yeah, instead of digital. That's a good word. I love it. Yeah. So there's your challenge. Your challenge. Uh, take it seriously. So uh, what we'll do is I'll say a blessing over the fruit of the vine and the bread. But uh, while they're gathering, we want to have a time because it's not quite... Uh, we, we Breaking the fast isn't yet. So I'm going to go ahead and say the blessing now, but... I want us to have time for what do we what, what those who have been doing this with me for a long. What do we do after the Yom Kippur service? What happens next? We dance. We dance. So what I would what I would like to see is um, if we could take these first two rows here and maybe uh, we'll bring it back out for the food, but for this dancing time, can we clear out some space? Because I have a feeling. There are going to be a lot more dancers than we have on a normal Shabbat. And, and we do have a lot normally. So if we could do that, that would be great. And while they're doing that, I'm going to say, let's say this blessing. Baruch atah Yahuwah Eloheinu malak olam Borei Amen Blessed are you, Yahweh God, King of the Universe, who creates the fruit of the vine, Lachaim. And now the Hamotzi. Baruch atah Yahuwah Eloheinu Hamotzi lecha min haaretz. Amen. Blessed are you, Yahuwah our God, king of the universe, who brings forth bread from the earth and reminds us that Yehoshua is the word of God and the bread of life. Amen, amen. What do we get to say? Shabbat shalom. Hey, Shabbat shalom. Hey, Shabbat, Shabbat, Shabbat Shabbat home hey So we'll keep the stream going and... Uh, So thank you for coming. Please stay and eat. Let's fellowship and let's dance before the king. Amen. Shabbat Shalom. Yes, hold on.